Welcome back to the Be Free program where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. We are going to continue uh, ministering on the high holy days. Uh, and we're coming into Yom Kippur. So thank God that Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the foreshadowing of Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And uh, that we no longer just have to have our sins covered over. We can have them cleansed. for the, Jesus Christ died for the remission of the canceling out. The Bible says in Colossians, uh, let me just flip over there right quick. One of my favorite, favorite uh, scriptures about what Christ did. Uh, Colossians 2, 13 through 15. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive. He has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses. You know what it means to trespass. You're on somebody else's property. When you go, when you go outside of the boundaries of, of what God's preset, what his word declares, uh, walking in the spirit, what his word uh, tells us, Sin and not sin. Uh, when you when you stray into that sin area, to the, into the devil's territory, I'm going to put it like that. Uh, trespassing against the law of God. So now you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, He has made alive, alive. Don't you want? I mean, you're alive. Just come alive. Come back to life. You're alive. You're alive by the by Christ, by uh, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, quickening your mortal body. You he has made alive. You don't have to be dead in your sin. You don't have to be there in hopelessness saying, man, nothing's ever going to change. I'm so lost in this. I'm so overtaken in this. I can't get out of this trap. My lifestyle, I want to change so bad. I've tried so many times. It hasn't happened. Listen, today's a new day. The blood of Jesus is more powerful than any sin you could ever commit. Confess sin when a repentant heart changes everything. Okay? But you... Being dead in your trespasses, the uncircumcision uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out, canceled, wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us. In other words, the judgment of our sin, what we deserve. We all know we've sinned. And the devil likes to beat us up about it if we let him and condemn us. We all know we've missed it. We all know we're not perfect in our flesh and we've missed it. So there, he, Christ took the handwriting, the edict, the decree, the sentence I deserved of death for the wages of sin is death. And all the requirements that that sentence would demand, it was uh, nailed. Was, uh, he, let me go back. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, he has taken it out of the way. He, he doesn't cover the sin anymore. He takes it out of the way, casts it as far as the east is from the west and the sea of his forgetfulness. Now, we have to forget it when we put it under the blood. Having nailed it to the cross. Christ was not the only thing that was nailed to the cross. Mine and your sin was nailed to the cross. Glory to God. Having disarmed principalities and powers, the demonic realm, the, the, the principalities and powers and wickedness in high places, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. 
Jesus Christ triumph on the cross. Listen, he willingly laid down his life. We're talking about Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, what Christ did, how it foreshadowed Christ. And we're right there in that season. The Jewish people and we are engrafted in the vine. We celebrate Yom Kippur, the day of atonement. This Sunday, when this actually airs on the radio, Jesus Christ disarmed the enemy. He took the sin out of the way for those who will accept him, those who will repent, confess, return to him and receive that forgiveness with childlike faith. And then you are brought into the kingdom of God. You're then translated out of the kingdom of darkness into light. Man, this is good. This is so good. You need to take advantage of it. Jesus Christ disarmed those principalities, those rulers of darkness and in the heavenly sphere, the wickedness in high places, even those demonic strongholds that, that we see playing out on earth and different people. See, we don't, we don't have to walk in that. In fact, we can take authority over that and, and begin to declare the name, power in the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus, not only in our life, but in, around and about us. And, and we pray for our nation every month. Our ministry has a prayer for the nation every single month. And that's what we do. We pray, we intercede, we confess uh, 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 and pray for our nation to be forgiven and cleansed for, for ourselves, for different things. We pray over the different situations happening but we we take authority we bind up those demonic powers not in our name not in our blood but in the name of jesus jesus christ disarmed those principalities those powers you know even um uh, witchcraft and and all those things associated with that so many things he made a public spectacle of them he divested them of their power, triumphing over them in it. And then guess what? Now, I don't remember where this scripture is at, but he said, but it's thanks God. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. We can walk triumphant. You do not have to stay stuck in that pattern of life. In that defeat, in that addiction, in that way of thinking, in that misery, in that heartbreak, in that depression, in that hopelessness, in that defeat, even in that poverty, in that sickness, you do not have to stay that the blood of Jesus is greater than that. The name of Jesus is above every name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every demonic power has to bow to the name of Jesus. Who glory to God. Hallelujah. Hmm. You need to receive that right now. Receive it. Receive it. And so now we, we let's go back over to Hebrews chapter nine, verse 11. But we've talked about the earlier part of the program, but Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is not of this creation. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. He entered the most holy place. He died on the cross and with his own blood, once for all, having attained, obtained eternal redemption. Mm, only the blood of Jesus could give us eternal redemption and cleanse us. For, verse 13, if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies, sanctifies or sets apart for the purifying of the flesh or the cleansing. In other words, if the blood of bulls and goats and the 
Hever, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies, sets apart, cleansing of the flesh. How much more? How much more? How much more? How much more shall the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience, my conscience, from dead works to serve the living God. Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. This is what Hebrews uh, is about. Hebrews chapter 9. This is what um, the Day of Atonement is about. Let me read this to you from the uh, Amplified real quick. Verse 14. Hebrews nine fourteen. How much more surely shall the blood of Christ, who by the virtue of his eternal spirit, his own preexistent divine personality, has offered himself as an unblemished, unblemished sacrifice to God, purify our consciences from dead works and lifeless observations to serve the ever-living God. Listen. The tradition of man and religion is not going to set you free. There's no life in it. There's no life in religion. There's life in relationship with Christ. There's no life in rules and regulations uh, to try to make you holy and sanctify you. There's life in Christ. There's life in the word and what Christ did. Glory to God. I'm back up to verse 12. He went once for all into the holy of holies of heaven, not by virtue of the blood of goats and calves, by which to make reconciliation between God and man, but his own blood having found and secured a complete redemption. Who glory to God. I needed complete redemption and everlasting release for us. Oh, that is good. That is good. A complete redemption and everlasting release for us. Don't you want to be released from your past? Don't you want to be released from that stranglehold and that foothold, that stronghold of the enemy? I declare to you there's power in the blood of Jesus to do that. As we confess our sin, as we return to God, or, or maybe, you know, you already know Christ, but you, you, you come to him and you cry out to him for his mercy and the power that his finished work of the cross provided and the benefits of it. And you begin to apply it to yourself. He came to set the captives free. He came to cleanse us. He came to wash us. He came to purify us. He came to make us holy. You want to listen, it's a day for us to walk in holiness and, and sanctification and being set of, apart from the things of this world. Let there be a difference. May one of the things that I talked about on uh, Saturday night at our uh, Rosh Hashanah service up at the cross. Listen, you go back to Facebook and uh, on Lueda Roshki Ministries and you can pull that video up. Uh, but I, I was talking about how that uh, we need to walk in holiness sanctification and the and the old testament says that the priests were to make a difference between the clean and the unclean between the holy and the profane i'm not about walking in a self-righteousness holier than thou attitude that stinks in the nostrils of God and nobody likes to be around that but I'm talking about walking in the beauty of holiness that the word of God talks about in Psalms that we operate live from the holiness of Christ and the holiness of God is within us that allows us to walk free 
from sin and to carry that holiness to a world that's dark and uh, that needs Christ. And they begin to see the light that is in us, those that are in darkness, and they're drawn to that. And so we need to be able to, uh, we need in our own lives, with the help of God, not in our own strength, not in our works. That's, that's death. That's dead and it's stinking flesh. But through life in Christ, through the blood of Jesus Christ, we can walk free and we can display his glory, his power. And I was talking about, because it was it, our service was called uh, Fire and Glory Rosh Hashanah Night. And so we need that fire whenever we repent and he cleanses us and we he washes us and we have that fire of God, the glory of God on in us, in us and we cry out for that and we walk in the holiness that he provided, his holiness. We are not the author or the finisher of our faith, or nor do we produce our own holiness. I could not produce my own holiness. It would be a mess. But when we take hold of, when we apply, when we take advantage of what Christ Jesus did on the cross, uh, for it was not uh, not merely the sprinkling of unholy and defiled persons with blood of goats and bulls and with the ashes of a burnt heifer it's not sufficient for the purification of the body neither are works of the flesh how much more shall the blood of christ the blood of christ the blood of christ that's what atonement is about sanctification purification holiness being cleansed being set free from all of that being translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of life, light. How much more surely shall the blood of Christ, who by virtue of his eternal spirit, his own preexistent divine personality, has offered himself as an unblemished sacrifice to God. See, it wouldn't work if Jesus had given in to temptation. The devil sure did try to tempt him, tried to get him to enter into sin. Remember, he uh, uh, Satan showed him the mountain and and uh, uh, you can have all of this and, you know, you can go back and read that. But he tempted him to fall, to test God. So many things. Uh, the enemy tries to tempt us with the lust of the flesh, the pride of life and the lust of the eye. But yet Jesus Christ overcame temptation. The enemy tried to get him to not fulfill his purpose and plan. He tried, he tried so hard to attack him in the Garden of Gethsemane and to pressure him. And there was such an onslaught. And Jesus said, Lord, if there be any way, remove this cup. What cup? The crucifixion. If there be any way, remove this, this cup from me. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. Now, I love what my friend uh, Linda Nelson says that she was praying about that and she felt the Holy Spirit said the nevertheless was the lesser part, the lesser part of this world, the base things of the world. He was saying no to those things. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. That's our Savior. And Jesus Christ, he did not fall into sin and temptation. He was the spotless he offered himself as an unblemished sacrifice to God to purify our consciences from our consciences from dead works. 
Glory to God. Lord, remove all the dead works and dead religion, tradition of man that makes the, the power of God of none effect. The, the old flesh, and I, I'm going to will this to happen. I'm going to do this in my power. I can quit drinking. I can quit doing drugs. I can quit watching this pornography. I'm just going to bear down and, and uh, grit my teeth and do it. And then you fall again. And you fall again. My mother was an alcoholic for many years, bless her heart. She was so caught in it. And she say, and she went in, in rehabs all the time. And she and I, um, we lived in a car for a long time. I was out of school, in school. She was in and out of rehabs. And, you know, she had DWI, so many things. And every time she'd go into a rehab, she'd say, Baby, I'm I, I'm going to do it this time. I can do this. I can do this. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm not going to drink anymore. And, of course, the flesh fails us. Our willpower fails us because that, that demon addiction of alcohol had a strong hold on her. But when I was 12 years old, she cried out to God. She repented of her sins. She returned to God. She had served God when she was a girl, but she'd gotten so far away and gotten into so many things. She repented. She asked for forgiveness. She had her own day of atonement. Christ washed her in his blood, cleansed her, and set her free from that bottle. She would drink either a fifth of whiskey from the time she got up till she passed out or a fifth of vodka with beer in between every day for years. That's, that's what I remember as a child growing up. And it was just me and her. But you know what? Dead religion. Somebody telling her she had to do it. Even the counseling and the rehabs. God bless the rehabs, especially the ones that are Christ-centered. Twelve steps could not fix her. It took steps, yeah, but it took the biggest step was to the foot of the cross. And it took the power of God. And then... Yes, she had some godly counseling. Yes, she had some help, but uh, to change the, changing the thoughts. But it wouldn't change those things. Don't change your behavior. It's the power of Christ that will change you for all eternity. And Jesus Christ was a spotless one, and because he was a spotless lamb, he was able to pay for our sins and break the power of it off. Remember, we're talking about Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. The not, but not just the covering of sin now, because we're not in the Old Testament. We're in the New Testament, the new covenant that Jesus Christ paid for, ratified it in his blood. And now we can walk free, not just with it covered and, you know, carrying, but freedom from the power of that sin to control you anymore. Glory to God. Somebody needs to hear that. Hallelujah. He offered himself as an unblemished sacrifice to God, purifying our consciousness from dead works and lifeless observations to serve the ever living God. Christ, the Messiah, is therefore, listen, the negotiator and mediator of an entirely new agreement. Oh, glory to God. He is the negotiator and mediator of an entirely new agreement from the old agreement, the old covenant, the Old Testament. So that those who are called and offered 
so that those who are called and offered it may receive the fulfillment of the promise, everlasting inheritance, since a death has taken place which rescues and delivers and redeems us from the transgressions committed under the old first agreement. There were all these laws in the Old Testament because sin entered in with Adam and Eve. And right off the bat, there had to be an animal slain to cover them with animal skins because a holy God, can't, you cannot come into contact with a holy God and sin. And there had to be uh, a covering of sin. But Jesus Christ is the lamb that was slain. John looked up, John the Baptist, and saw Jesus Christ come and says, Behold, the lamb of God who takes away, 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 who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus Christ takes it away. You don't have to carry it. You don't have to bear, to bear it. You don't even have to try to bury it and, and that's with shame, hoping that no one discovers what all you've done. You don't have to bear it all to the world. You just have to take it to Jesus. You have to take it to Christ who rescues and delivers and redeems you from the transgressions committed on the old first agreement. All those laws we could not keep. The laws just pointed us to our need of a Savior who came faithfully, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. For where there is a last will and testament involved, the death of the one who made it must be established. For a will and testament is valid and takes effect only at death. Jesus died. Hallelujah. Since has no since it has no force or legal power as long as the one who made it is alive. So even the old first covenant, God's will was not inaugurated and ratified and put in force without the shed shedding of blood. For with every command of the law had been read out by Moses to all the people, he took the blood of slain calves and goats together with water and scarlet wool with a bunch of hyssop and sprinkled it both the book, the roll of the law and covenant itself and all the people saying these words, this is the blood that seals and ratifies the agreement, the testament, the covenant, which God commanded me to deliver and in the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tabernacle and all the sacred vessels and appliances used in worship. In fact, under the law, almost everything is purified by means of blood. And without the shedding of blood, listen, there is no release from sin. Without the shedding of blood, there is neither release from the sin and its guilt, nor the remission of the due and merited punishment for sins. But Jesus Christ, once for a while, at the consummation and close of the ages, appeared to put away and abolish sin by his sacrifice of himself. Even so it is that Christ, having been offered to take upon himself and bear as a burden the sins of many, once and once for all, will appear a second time not to carry burden of sin nor to deal with sin, but to bring to full salvation those who are eagerly, constantly, and patiently waiting for and expecting him. He's coming again. Woo! The blood of bulls and goats was powerless to take away sin. Hence, when he, Christ, entered into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offerings you have not desire, but instead you have made ready a body for me to 
offer in burnt offerings and sin offerings, you've taken no delight. Then I said, behold, here I am coming to do your will, O God, to fulfill what is written of me and the volume of the book. It was written of him that you would be set free from his by his blood. So in the name of Jesus right now, I declare, Lord, we repent, Lord, even as those that know you, we repent, we cleanse us fresh and anew, wash us, purify us, we return to you, we run to you, make us new and fresh in you, Lord, and Lord, we ask that you would fill us up with your power and your fire and glory. In the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus and the word of God, I declare you are separated from, removed from the power of sin to control you, for the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death in the name of Jesus. I declare to you a freedom. I declare to you liberty to walk in purity and holiness in the name that is above every name in the name of Jesus that the confessed sin is removed. It is canceled. It is remitted. It is washed and it is separated from you as far as the east is from the west in the name of Jesus. I declare deliverance to you to walk in the freedom and the holiness that Christ paid for in Jesus name. Amen. Now, if you need agreement and prayer for anything, you can call our prayer line at 866-241-0579. Also, go to our website at lueda.org. We have tons of free resources, a radio podcast, TV programs, all kinds of things uh, for you to uh, avail yourself of, for you to be set free. We love you. We want to minister to you. And if you want to give, you can give at lueda.org. We love you, and I will catch you next time. Bye.